things. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. I'm Amanda Allen. Hey. Hi. Hi. Oh, oh God, here we so are. Sad. sad. Your button looks like it's frowning. It is. Does right. like, the button on my no, sweater. Yeah, no, it was the way the light reflected. <sighs> it's reflecting what I see what in the I world. What I feel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see sadness. Um, this episode, we have <laughs> someone who I am so happy to have on the show. He's an actor. Chris Tolman. Hi. How are you? Hi. And a comedian. I thought we went over yeah. this. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> right, before we started recording, we went through what is a comedian, what, what makes yeah. a comedian, and how do we view them. And I thought we came down on the side of, no, that's a... And I changed it up gonna, on you. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no, I zagged. Oh, no, no, you were right. <laughs> I changed it. Yeah. Well, oh, when no. you said Tom Hanks, it was like, oh, well, I'm clearly... Like, yeah, I my, was like, oh, I must be a comedian. I argue that Tom Hanks, early Tom Hanks... Uh, like big Tom Hanks, like bosom bachelor buddies. Like party bosom buddies. Family ties. Was he in Vanity? He was the uncle. He was, was Meredith Baxter Burney. Yeah, he was Meredith Baxter oh, Burney. Drunkle. He was on a couple episodes, and I think the first one he was just the fun uncle. And okay. everybody was like, oh, we love this guy. And then I think the slow reveal was the reason he was fun is because he was drinking. All the time. Yeah. So then they had to do a very special. Yeah. One. I love family time. Yeah, what's not the so love? Much. I love a very special episode. What? Really? Those were the worst. Yeah. Really? I miss them. Really? You're like, <laughs> Yay, it's different strokes. Oh, someone's getting molested. (laughs) By Mr. Carlson at WKRP. How upsetting was that? I love Mr. Carlson. Don't cast him in that role. No, it's because you get comfortable in something. You're like, this is great. I can sit in this. This feels good. And then they're like, nope. Here's a moral. Uh, nope. Here's a lesson. Oh, oh people boy. are bad. <laughs> now, you said you hated very special episodes. No, she no. loves them. I'm into them. I mean, no, I'm you not love into them. But you're I not love into them it. because of like why like they just don't fit. Oh. There's also something about that's missing. Like we don't we've talked about this a little bit before. We don't that doesn't happen anymore. No. There's no more like watching a show and then it's like this one just got really dark. Well, you're on a show. Do you guys do special episodes? Every once in a blue moon. But you're right. We don't really do them as <laughs> much. You want to tell everyone what your show is? Uh, I'm I'm the dad on the Thundermans, <laughs> uh, and then uh, and I write on another show for Nickelodeon called Night Squad, and I was a character called Get Ready, the Wiper, the Wiper, yeah, like a butt wiper. Well, that was the joke. Okay. Uh, I wiped people's memories, so I okay. often referred to myself, and they were like, "Oh, you, and and you know," and they were like, "Like wiping butts." So I was like. <laughs> I've never wiped a butt in my life. It was a lot of that. Like, oh, God. Oh. Yeah, yeah it was that a lot funny. of that. That's funny. That's a funny bit. Yeah. I've never wiped a butt in my life. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Debuted. Actually, no, it was on Nickelodeon already. I couldn't do it. Now. I get fi- Ooh, I would get sued or something right now had I done that before. Why? Because there's a whole thing about it. So you. edgy? Well, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's so edgy you get sued. Whoa. No, just because you, uh, you can't reveal stuff before it happens. There's a whole thing about... like, like if, Non-disclosure. Yeah, non-disclosure. <gasps> oh, 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 oh. Got had it. I done that before the episode aired. The episode's aired. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I thought it was like, you can't ever talk about butts now. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I watched a Nickelodeon thing. I want your opinion on this. I was watching a thing, a cartoon today... And at one point, uh, so the character is like, "Oh, this is like a huge moment." He was like, "This is freaking incredible!" And, and yeah, and my my I have an eight year old and a ten year old, and my radar went off on freaking. I was like, yeah. "No, 
I'm not okay because even though it's not cussing, it's placeholder cussing. It is. So it's cussing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like suck or not. Well, it's not exactly like suck, but it's, yeah, I agree. What the? Yeah. Yeah. You son of a. It's hard because so much of what we say that is acceptable, like darn Mm -hmm. or whatever, or heck, like is acceptable. And those are all placeholders. Um, but they're also placeholders, not for the word fuck, mm-hmm. uh, which That's is true. kind of a big deal. But isn't darn kind of its own thing? Like, oh, nuts. Yeah. Isn't that kind of its own little moment of. Like that's. Of like, isn't that isn't that the, the cuss in and of itself? Like saying, oh, oh darn. nuts, darn. darn. I think darn so. is is a placeholder for damn. Mm-hmm. Not, not in my heart. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it is anymore. Darn. I mean, but that is the. Yeah, you're right. No, but I hear you. Oh, like, shoot is oh shit. And even freaking, yeah. it's different than freaking like fudge. Is, freaking or, is definitely fuck. Mm, freaking is very clearly. I know. So that's, I don't know. So I had that moment, that, and I, but I didn't turn it off. But yeah. in my head, I was like, ooh, no. Yeah. My eight-year-old says freaking all the time. No. And I'm not a fan. No. As in, frick you, my three-year-old brother. Yeah. Really? Oh, I hate it so much. You want me to come over and have work with him? Please, could you please? I'll no dress, matter what we say doesn't happen. I'll dress up like a priest. I'm like, we had the priest come talk to you, Chad. <laughs> That'd be pretty serious, right? <laughs> huh? First of all, he'd be like, who are you and what? what's the deal with your outfit? Been missing you on Sundays. <laughs> and second of all, he would be you like... You know me because you're not showing up. <laughs> he is a very vocal... Uh, uh, atheist. Fun. My eight-year-old. <laughs> Fun. Um, to the point where he is like super disrespectful of people who believe in God. Wow. So we have three kids. No, I have three kids. I mean, we, we, anyway, oh God. Um, they're all boys, eight, six, and three. And what do you have, Amanda? I have, uh, an eight-year-old boy and then twin five-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. Chris, what do you have? Well, you guys are <laughs> in the shit. Yeah. I have uh, two girls, eight and ten. Yeah. yeah. So, I, ten. so I'm entering sort of my new reality. Yeah. Tell us about that. The new reality? Well, yeah. I don't quite know yet. Are you in the pocket? You're in like, I feel like that's the pocket of yeah. okay. We're in the and pocket of okay. And it's about to turn in, like the, the fear zone is coming back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I've been warned by... I, it certainly can't be every, but several other people that I know that are fathers of girls <laughs> have sort of said, oh, man. Yeah. Just oh, you're, yeah. here's what's going to happen. You're going to be in some scenario <laughs> where you're gonna be like, this is what I should say. And then, and then this is them <laughs> saying, we're going to be you from the future right now and tell you, you don't say a <gasps> goddamn word. You just sit there and you be quiet and you just you just you're a buoy floating in the middle of a river <laughs> with a strong current. You just sit there and you just, it's not enduring because it's not torture, but there, there are going to be things going on in the house that I'm, my job is to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know this show isn't about advice, but that is some of the best advice I've ever heard. Yeah, wow. it's really good. To be is a buoy. To be a buoy. I mean, like, even thinking about myself as a teenager. I, know, I, was, oh, I, was I immediately was like, now. yes, be a buoy. <laughs> yes, be a buoy. Don't say anything. Everything you say is wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to trigger somebody and they're going to go into a tangent. I mean, it's kind of how I should start working with my own children now at five. Like, there is like that. I feel like there's a weird thing where, like, 
the I don't know. If, I wonder if there's hormone surges that occur. I think developmentally so. that mirror those of when the teenager when the teenage years hit, because there's definitely like a, a growth spurt and things that happen yes. where they can't handle. I feel their like bodies. at six and eight so far, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. it just feels like since they were born though. <laughs> You mean like every day? <laughs> every day. <laughs> just a hormone like surge. more surges and they just react to everything I say negatively. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So your girls are like a rushing river. Yeah, they're like rushing <laughs> river. They are very sweet. The younger one now has figured out. <clears throat> their general dynamic is older one right now is in the sweet spot. Right now the older one doesn't want to make waves. So when the little, and because she's sort of being more emotionally conservative mm-hmm. there's a lot of real estate for my younger daughter yes. to really Stretch just out. go for it like <laughs> just pain in the ass number one now was your 10 year old like that when she was eight yes they kind okay. of my eight-year-old's a pain in the ass right now yeah I maybe f- it's an eight-year-old thing I f- it could be eight-year-old it could also be a flip-flop thing it's it's like like uh-huh. i'm like i'm saying like because the older one i feel like sort of sees the result of her being more positive and helpful. She's yeah. really into that. Mm-hmm. And so there's room for the little one to be like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe I could just be a total jerk right now. <laughs> so she mainly aims it at her sister. Oh, yeah. Which is just, I feel so bad for her. Right? Isn't it brutal to watch your kid brutalize your other kid? Yeah. And I see the older one really like trying to, because con- we've told her, she, we we're like, we know at some point you're going to sock her. Please try not to, <laughs> but we know it's going to happen. At that's some okay. point. Yeah, it's it's bound to. In my house, it's like, oh, please don't sock him again today. Is it hitting all the time? Do they get, all the time. Do they draw blood? Do no. they leave marks? Oh, sometimes, they, sometimes they leave marks. Really? Yeah. That would be hard for me to tell. Yeah. My, who is it? My six-year-old still has a little, like a little bit of a scar on his cheek from when his brother scratched him in the face. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Ben, Benny's got a scratch on her face. Yeah. Like she was slashed with a knife from? down her cheek. Not her literally. Sister. Yeah. Yeah. Her sister. There was a, a phase that they went through where they would claw their faces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They would grab each other's faces and like claw. And try to hurt each other? Oh, yes. Wow. Oh, they, they would get, they get so physical and they would just like, I mean, it was like this rage claw thing. Because they're twins, are they rougher with each other? That's almost what I think. I feel like because they're almost so connected that that then when they lose it, it's way easier to be like, yes, yes, because it's almost not another person. No, it's like connected. Yeah, it's a weird. It's yes, they have they can get very physical because they can hurt them. They can hurt each other almost like they're hurting themselves a little bit. Like there's a little less boundary yeah it's strange yeah it's tough and then they come at us and they like yeah wind what? up like they're gonna hit us oh. which is uh, a new Chris thing is like are you kidding no but then when they do it to me i'm like are you gonna do it yeah oh i look right at them i'm like oh let's go <laughs> <laughs> you know who i am you want to hit me wow go for it what happens to you listener at home you I can't shouldn't. see this she's got a big pile of chains oh, in the corner my she's eyes, got some my kind eyes of battle big, weapon like <laughs> a big change no. in a sock yeah just they do they do come at me they're like oh yeah. and then i'm like oh you want to hit me and then they immediately are like no i don't really want to hit you right wow. and i don't do it in a way i don't do that threaten too. them like i'm gonna hit you back no. but it's like do you know who you're you know who you're doing this to i'm i love you yeah i'm your mother and then they're just oh, like, I just give Move. them a face like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Back that hand up. <laughs> but yeah, no, they come, they immediately like yeah. pull, they, what is oh, it, posturing? Like, I'm going to hit yeah. you. And I'm, 
I don't know where they get God this bless, from, Chris. That's hmm? great that they're not hitting at I, your I, house. I, yeah, but I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's certainly through no yeah. conscious training I mean, that I we've never we haven't worked on pull your punch. Or I mean, I like do that. my I threaten I always am pulling my punches at Kate and my husband. I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't. Like, I don't know where. <laughs> No idea where they get like a bald fist. Like <laughs> you want to go? Where like, does that it doesn't, come no, from? Because the kids in pre-K aren't doing that. Yeah, even before think, they went to school, they were doing stuff like that, and I don't know where it came from. I feel like part of it's videos, part of it's just the cult. You know, because like superheroes, all oh, that. Oh yeah, stuff. like My I wonder we'll never watch that. It was like it happened in a most like an animalistic way. It's also, yeah. I think part of who we are. Yeah, like yeah. On, yeah. on a primal Humans. level. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we're kind of like. Somebody takes your stuff. The only weapon you have that's built in is this or your noggin. If you give him a good headbutt. Oh, <laughs> your noggin, like you can outsmart you can him. Think, oh, no, no. oh I'm sorry. No, head. no, no. Violence. Yes. Violence yes. using your head as some sort of club. <laughs> not, not thought violence. Hmm, no. That would be mean. <laughs> no, this is just this is just random, yeah. random impulsiveness. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Today ruined me. I, in a lot of ways, I can't even talk about it because it's not fun or funny. It's just like ugh, the fucking slog of it all. Amanda, will you go first? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Uh, my story isn't super funny, but well, it's I'm real. Sorry, I didn't mean to build an expectation. Yeah, no, no. I was Chris, like, it's great. okay if your story's Don't not Are wrong. you ready to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I went to New York last weekend, and I got to bring my oldest, my son, with me. So we had, like, just mom and Wesley time. And we went because my best friend... Uh, who I've known over 22 years, was getting married at City Hall. Um, he's going to have a big wedding in the summer, in June, but this was like the... It'll be in France. So this was the American wedding. It was the... City Hall in Manhattan? Yeah. Uh, yes. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. It was pretty great. Um, it was one of the more New York experiences I've had. And I lived there for many years, and so I've had lots of New York experiences, but this was like... Well, you were a cabbie for a while, too, right? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I ran around and just she did that. She ran a hot dog stand. Whoa, whoa. I did you Central were King Park. Kong. Yes, I did. She was King Kong. Yeah. Chestnut. <laughs> yeah, you were a giant monkey in a, on a building. Yeah, and sometimes I uh, dressed in weird characters in Times Square and then threatened oh. people to take pictures with them. <laughs> it was great. It was, I was a super New Yorker. So um, wait, can I just say really quick? Did you get your? Did either of you, uh, when you lived in New York, get your um, marriage license in New York City? Uh, I got it in Brooklyn. Okay, we got ours. I think in Manhattan, and it was so delightful. Uh, because you could, you just saw all these different people in yes. all different walks of life. Yes, uh, getting married at City Hall. That's when what were, I stood in that line and saw the people yes. waiting for their license, but then also was there for the wedding. So Ooh. yeah, can I just tell you really quick when, cool. when Ari and I got our marriage license, the woman who we got our license from was named Princess Jackson. Mm-hmm. What? Her name oh. is Princess yes. Jackson, yes, and we were like, oh, oh my god, your name is Princess. This is the most amazing. Like, we were going on and on. We're like gushing, and she was like, hell, I'm not even the only princess in this office. <laughs> there was like, she's like, that lady's name is Princess. There were like two princesses. We were well, amazing. Oliver but, got married by Angel, a guy named Angel. Oh, a man named Angel. Okay. A man named that Angel. Somehow but I feel that. like uh, maybe it's a requirement. <laughs> like there needs to be some sort of ethereal. But it was like, so cute. Royal. We saw like. We saw like all types of people getting married, yeah. including like young people, like like eight two eighteen year olds, and Ooh. ones real pregnant, like that Whoa. kind of situation. Yeah, so it was very interesting. Yeah, there was a, there was a couple that was getting that went in before they did, and I the whole time I was like, I want to know. 
Everything. That story. Yeah. I want to know that story. What was it? I don't know. In my well, mind, no. I think it was like green card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like green we card. We saw a lot of that. They were like too. two friends and they had another friend. And they're like, here we go. We're doing this. And it, it just didn't seem like we were all taking pictures. <laughs> right. We were like, oh, and they were just like, hey, you wanted to take your picture? And there was no like, you want to take ours? Like it was mm-hmm. very just like, yeah, we're just here. It's fine. We're now gonna go get, have yeah. medical insurance. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Bring it married. Yeah. And we're going to get brunch. Real excited about those eggs. <laughs> well, well, wait. Oh, great. That's. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, so we we did that, uh, but so uh, we Wes and I flew over, uh, and it was great. Uh, I it was nice to just have time with him because we don't get time. I had twins, and then I never saw him again. So it was nice to see him after five years and just be like, "Hi, you're my son. I'm your mother. Mm. We do this very well." And so uh, we had a nice time. We checked into the, the hotel, and he's a hotel connoisseur, so he's very excited. He was like, here we are. Then he got very disappointed because there was no room service. Oh. And um, I was equally upset because I was like, <laughs> we just flew across country. It's the middle of the night. I need a glass of wine and there's no room service. No. So was, he took when his shoes off and I was like, put those shoes back on. Oh. We are going back downstairs. We are getting us a glass of wine. You are getting a Sprite and we will both be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was a kid, if you went to a hotel and they didn't have a pool, Ooh, that was like that was very upsetting. Yeah. yeah. So I love that yes. he's such a hotel <laughs> It has nothing to do with no, the pool. It's room service. It's everything to do with the room He service. was like, can we order dinner and have it delivered? And I was like, mm, let's make sure it's there. For-. Like, I knew in my mind, I was like, don't say yes, because if it's not there. Yeah. Eh-er. Uh, so we worked then you it lied. out. Yeah, so we just he, we just drank our dinner that night. I had a glass of wine, wow. and he had a Sprite. <laughs> he had a Sprite for dinner? <laughs> we had been, I mean, we ate the whole, we had food and I mean, like we were both exhausted and done. Like we were ready for bed. So we laid down, went to sleep. The whole weekend was wonderful. Uh, there was family and friends, uh, the night before the wedding, they had a dinner and they told me we're going to go out to dinner. It'll be just a couple of us. We're going to have dinner. And then the next morning we're going to get up really early. We're going to go to city hall and then we'll get some breakfast or lunch and then you'll fly back home. And I was like, okay. So I packed our clothes I packed like a Target dress thinking, oh, I could wear this for dinner and then a nice dress for the City Hall wedding. Just something nice to be like not too, you know, City Hall, not like a full sequin gown, but like also not my jeans. So that when you see the picture, you'll be like, I look nice. Yeah, I look nice. I get it. That's what you want. I love you. I dressed in a, I yeah. did something. I, w- I was respectful. I showed up. At the occasion. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't like, you know, oh, it's Friday at work. So I was like, we're good. Uh, same thing for Wes. Wes has the sequin jacket that he wears. It's what color? Like teal. Nice. With purple lining and he loves it and rocks it and it's like his thing. And He's everywhere like the he goes. He's like Riddler. That's yes. amazing. <laughs> yes, that's what it looks like. Yes. That's great. So he wears it everywhere and every, but the thing that's funny about it is he doesn't have the personality that's like, I'm wearing a sequin jacket. Everybody look at me. He's the complete opposite, but then wears this jacket that makes everybody look at him and talk to him. So they'll all be like, yeah, man, nice jacket. And he's always like, yeah, okay. Like, he's just like, <laughs> well, not into you talking about me. I'm just wearing this because I like it, not for you. Yeah. Like, he gets very like, go away, don't talk. Mm. So he. That when, must be tough for the adults who are like. Very I'm about to bond with this child. Yeah. Watch this. Yes, they all, everybody's like, oh, I can totally talk to you because you're wearing this big, loud jacket. And he's like, I don't think so. No. <laughs> like his new response to it is they go, ooh, look at your jacket. And then he goes, okay. 
Oh, wow. And he just <laughs> stares at them and shuts it down. Wow. And then I I love it. I love watching it because it's so different than me. Like, I would be like, don't you love it? I'm big. And he's just like, no, go away. Um, but so they were like, uh, he wanted to wear that. He was like, I would love to wear my sequin jacket to your wedding because it's great. And then they were like, yes, you should totally wear your sequin jacket. <laughs> That's like me in my 20s. I'm like <laughs> walking around Manhattan, like essentially naked. And everyone's like, hey, lady. And I'm like, why do they want to talk to me? <laughs> I feel like he's like, why? Yeah, he doesn't. Why does everyone think I'm fun? I don't think he understands. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they expect him to be like this like ball of energy who's like, Yes, look at my jacket. Instead he's like, This is I'm just wearing a coat. It's a coat. Um, but it's not. It's very loud. Wow. It's so loud. He's like, not only that, it like projects ball. light. It reflects oh light God. everywhere. I mean it's very it's sequins all over. It's very Elton John. He is whenever Odie sees light reflected, <laughs> he goes, a ghost a ghost <laughs> and it's so much fun i just I like angling my phone around and he, he's, he's so like a excited. cat with a laser pointer yes, exactly oh my god i should get a laser pointer <laughs> i'd be like a ghost look a at that ghost. red ghost Ooh. oh it's an evil ghost listeners you can look forward to that video yeah. <laughs> you gotta post that look at our kid <laughs> he's like a cat <laughs> anyways make sure you subscribe <laughs> see you next time <laughs> I get it. Oh, I love that so much. So, um, he wears the he uh, he was gonna wear the jacket, but so we were saving the jacket for the wedding because this was what he's decided. I'm gonna wear a really nice button down shirt, but with my jacket over it for the wedding. He doesn't like button down shirts normally or like dressing fancy. Mm-hmm. So for dinner, I was like, "What are you gonna wear for dinner?" And he was like, "I'm gonna wear my Hogwarts sweatshirt." So we wear, he puts on his Hogwarts sweatshirt and I was like, okay, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking we're going to dinner in a nice place, but it's New York. You, you know, a kid in a sweatshirt isn't going to do anything. We walk in, it's like a Michelin reviewed. (gasps) Oh, super fancy place. Wait, so they lied. Well, they no, we just didn't get all the details and. Uh, we didn't get all the details. No, they poisoned it. <laughs> so we walk in, and my son turns to me and goes, I don't think kids are allowed in here, Mom. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a big leap. <laughs> and I said, you might be right. Like, I was, like, looking around, like, there are no children. Everyone is in, like, sports coats, like, super f- nice. It's a nice, it's nice. And it's not just, like, oh, these people are just fancy and they're sort of here it's like no you should dress nice to come when you eat here <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he's there in his sweatshirt from hogwarts but i think kids you get a, i think they get, get a, a pass you get a pass but we went up and we had this private room that they had reserved it was like this private wine room even better <laughs> and it's all adults and everybody's standing around with a cocktail and they're all like oh hello oh hi yes and and we're all talking and catching up and then wesley walks around and shakes everyone's hand and he's like hello i'm wesley I don't wear tuxedos, and that's why I'm wearing my sweatshirt today. <laughs> so he totally knows I shouldn't be wearing this, and he's aware, and then instead goes out of his way to let everybody know that the reason he's wearing it is because he doesn't wear tuxedos. Confusing the situation. So good. Everybody he's, now yeah, is like, it's like a, he's who a true is this comedian? Ch- he's a natural the, comedian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna point out what's weird about me before you do yes. and make me feel bad. Mm-hmm. So all these people are like, oh Wesley, I'm glad you don't wear tuxedos. It's a good thing. So then they all now love him, and they're like, where's your martini, Wesley? And he's like, I don't drink martinis. 
And he's like the whole time, he like he's holding his own wow. with these adults oh. in this conversation. And the whole time I'm just there with him, and I'm like, okay, okay. We sit down to dinner, and they have menus printed out for our meal, and it's a four course meal, and it's like shaved raw scallops. And do these people have children? <laughs> no, no, none of them, none of them. That none. is a shock. <laughs> Except for the parents of the two getting married. Yeah. Everyone, no one else has pa- uh, children. So we're we're all sitting there, and. Um, are you are you mentally searching your bag for crackers? Or like, well, okay, I have two pieces of gum. I, I was I was thinking in my mind of all of my children. Thank God it's Wesley. Oh, oh yay! Of all because of the kids. he is like a fifty two year old man <laughs> in an eight year old's body. He's been that way since he was born. Like he he's always very like oh playgrounds. They're so dangerous. Like what is Ugh. the point? What's the word? Urbane? Yeah. Is that? Is that a, an appropriate that, word? I don't know. Again, if if only Wes was because here, he could Wes define here, it. Could he'd be like, oh, he'd, Urbane. He'd say, actually, I feel like it might be. Um, he is he often asking you for the newspaper to do the crossword? <laughs> yeah, Mom, can I do that, please? Yeah, he's like, oh, he yes, he's like, yeah, he's he's just an old soul. He's like a little old guy. So he's like a straight I man think of he your was life. Probably happier hanging out with all the adults and oh. sitting. I mean, like he did such a good job. He was actually like, I'm going to try this scallops. And so he like, he did. He's, he sat through that meal. This is also a kid who usually just like barely eats anything. Like he'll eat with rice. He eats one grain at a time. And he's like, what? Oh, he doesn't like to eat. But at this dinner, <laughs> he knew the social cues and was like, okay, here we go. And so he tried every piece of that meal. So like, I was like, oh, they have pasta bolognese. You're going to be fine. Like, check this out. It's just like the noodles we make at home. This is basically spaghetti. And he was yeah. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he hated it all. He hated every <laughs> single bite. But he took bites. But he took bites of he every single piece. Easy. I was so proud of him. Sh- as well you should be. He sat there and then he was quiet and he was holding his own. And then they ordered him a martini. They made a uh, Shirley Temple martini <gasps> for him. And he was just like, I can't drink that. <laughs> and then he and then they were like, you can. It's a Shirley Temple. <laughs> and then he started drinking it. And the whole time I kept thinking, like, this is what happened to Drew Barrymore's mother. <laughs> you know, like I was like, and then he went to Studio 54. Like, oh, no, I'm Drew Barrymore's mother. You know, because there he is at this table in this private room of this fancy Manhattan restaurant. Jade? Is that eating, her name? I feel like that is her name. <laughs> Jade. Like he's eating scallops and drinking martinis, and he's eight. And I was like, there it is. I never understood how it could happen. But mm. here I am. I mean, so listeners, he was not drinking martinis. Let's just make sure we say that again. Amanda. But he, he, he was living this, like... This life. Out. I'm going to say this later, but you are doing a great <laughs> job. He did. Your kid did great. Well, he I'm did so awesome. Impressed. But so then we get to the speeches. That's so there's no accident. No, no. Yeah. But I don't know that I have ever been able to take credit for him. He's kind of his own thing. He's his own being. And he has always been that way. And that's part of why we were like, we should have take more credit. kids. And then we had twin tornadoes. Take credit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just take He's it. just good. He's just, he did really well. But then, so. Um, I haven't said this, but uh, a big part of this is uh, my best friend is a gay man. So he's marrying his husband. And so we were sitting there at dinner and then they started giving speeches. And his husband, or well, fiance at the time, was like, I want to give a speech. And he gave one of the best speeches I've ever heard about uh, never thinking it could happen for him and finding the love of his life and like only through his relationship with Oliver, did he ever feel like it was a possibility? Um, and then he, it was just so beautiful. I was crying. Oliver's dad was crying. We're just sitting there. Wesley kept like grabbing my hand to like console me. 
and I was like, oh, yes, you're still here. Oh, gosh. You know, like I kept getting like lost in the moment and then be like, oh, my son. Oh, you're here. Um, and little kids don't always understand no. happy tears. Well, well, no, he, he was okay with the, yeah, right. It's confusing. Mm-hmm. But so then there were some more speeches and more speeches. And then, uh, I got asked to speak, which I was like, Ooh, I wasn't prepared. Uh, but I gave a, I gave a speech, which in my mind w- went on for hours, but I think was probably a minute, you know? <laughs> um, so we gave speeches. We, everybody left. We all went home. Well, we went home. They all went out. I had West, well, So we went back to our hotel and, um, when we got back, we went to sleep. We woke up the next morning to get ready to go to City Hall. And when we got to Oliver's house before City Hall, Wesley pulled me aside and he was like, I have to ask you something. Everyone kept talking about um, that it's not, a, it's not something that should happen or could happen. Or like he was so confused. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, of course it should happen. Of course it could happen. And then I realized, oh, he's never heard this in his entire life. Like, mm-hmm. this is, like, I didn't know how to respond. And I just sat there like, I love that this is so normal for you that you would never question why these two shouldn't get married. And then the, the confusing part is that their whole lives, they didn't know why they should. Or, or they didn't, they knew why they should, but they didn't think it would ever be acceptable. And so it was a really, um, it was a really happy moment but also sad because then i have to like explain to him oh yeah there are people in this world that don't believe that they should be together and mm-hmm. like it, it i hate those moments in parenting yeah. i hate them because you have the, to like the world pull back the curtain yeah. yeah when you have to introduce them oh here's a part of the world that's uh deeply unpleasant yeah yeah, yeah. They're like oh yeah. those people hate those people and um and here's why and yeah, yeah it's it's like when i took them to the ruth bader ginsburg uh Exhibit. Exhibit. And I sat there and then we had to talk about how there are people who for a long time and still probably think that women shouldn't have the same rights as men and they shouldn't have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then to sit there and be like, cool, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, what? it's 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 hard to try to bring the the darkness into this world that we're I mean, in the same sense, there's some joy in the fact that like for my son, mm-hmm. like somebody said, Somebody at the wedding said to me, well, what does is, what is Wesley think about all this? Like, do, do he or his friends ever question any of this? And I said, oh, no. no. Specifically two men two men getting or two married? women. Or, oh, yeah. uh-huh. And I said, oh, no, it's normal. Yeah. I mean, Wesley has a friend who has two mo- uh, four mothers because they've gotten divorced and remarried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot of mamas. Yeah. But, like, to them, that's just no. you marry who you love, yeah. and that's okay. And I love that different families it's are different. Becoming, so, I have, I have okay. three dads. My parents divorced. Yeah, and my cousin, my dad came out. Uh huh. So now he's married to a yeah. guy, and my mom is remarried. So it, yeah. <gasps> so you have three dads. So I have three dads, and my kids have four no. four grandparents. Yeah, and four grandpas. <laughs> That's a lot of grandpas. Three for me, and then one through my wife. Yeah, it's nuts. It's so, but it's. That's what it, it's our family. It is. Yeah. It's your family, and yeah. they don't know and it's, anything else. No. It's becoming yeah. okay. It's it's finally becoming okay so that hopefully right. there aren't kids who have to sit and say, I didn't think this was something that I could that ever have. I could have. have. Yeah. You know, oh, like that's so it's, heartbreaking. Well, it's true. I mean, even, yeah. I mean, so much has happened so far. There's still a lot to go when it comes to this, but it's, but the fact that it's come so far in such a short amount of time is inspiring. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it, it's more about that moment of like looking at your kid and being like, oh, there are things in this world that 
sometimes don't make sense or mm-hmm. go against who you and like who I've taught you to be and and who I hope you will be and um and it's complex and it's hard mm-hmm. and I hate that you have to understand that. It's hard. I feel like tolerating stuff. The older I get, the the the, the harder time I have like even minor discomforts I'm more sensitive to, even though, especially <laughs> as a parent, like I feel like our number one job is just to tolerate stuff. But I feel like as I get yeah. older, yeah, it's like a rubber band that doesn't snap back as well anymore. I'm more and more just like, oh, this, uh, <laughs> even little things like, oh, it's too cold. Like <laughs> it's not colder than it was 20 no. years ago, but now tw- I'm like, oh, I don't, I can't, what am I got to wear slippers and a sweater? This is crazy. Like, but you're right. <laughs> when we were growing up, Amanda, I, I remember like people would say like, oh, when, when, when our parents would talk about someone, uh, like their own kid, uh, possibly being gay, mm-hmm. uh, it was often like, well, I just want their life to be. Like good, and I don't want other people to. Yeah, don't, a, want, don't want them to make it hard for them. Yeah, it's I gonna want be their harder life, for It's going to be hard for them, and I want them to have all. You know, I want grandkids one day, and I want them yeah. to be married. Yeah, it's very, it's very sad that mm-hmm. up until very recently that was kind of like off the table. Oh yeah. Um, but it's beautiful that for our kids, they're like, well, obviously, like. If I'm gay, then I'll have. I'll, oh. I can still get married. I can still have kids. I can still not be, uh, you know, treated poorly out in the world. Yeah. You know, hopefully. I mean, it's it's not perfect. No, I mean, but it's still, getting better. Yeah, it's it is better now better. than it ever has yes. been. Yes, in a lot of ways, it's, I think. it is reassuring and hopeful. Like when he was just like, I don't understand what they were talking about. That's awesome. It was like, oh, it's nice. yes, it's a nice. Oh, that's a nice blind spot. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Uh, it's good. like, good, good. Yeah. I'm glad that this is so normal for you and makes total sense for you. Yeah. And that there's no question about why they should be getting married yeah. or why anyone would ever think to question it. Yeah. You know, that's, it was really nice. So, and then the wedding itself. So city hall. So we went to city hall. Mm-hmm. They show up. The green card people go in, they come out and then we go in and we sat there and Wesley had a sequin jacket on and held the rings and was ready to go. He called himself the Lord of the Rings. Perfect. <laughs> and the guy who did the ceremony, he, I mean, this is his job. So he does like 75 weddings in a day and he's just like, do you Oliver take M Joshua to be your husband? Did he sing it? It sounds it like a weird. Yes. It was like a chance. <laughs> And then he's like, it's like that weird part of church where they're like, and then, uh, 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 oh man. And you can never like find the tune. That weird part. I'd love to see you on Sunday sometime, (laughs) Becky. Oh my God, Chris, Hmm. Hmm. where'd that priest collar come from? It was here the whole time. (gasps) It's when I was carrying you. (laughs) Oh no. But you know what we did after the ceremony? No. We went to brunch. We you went, did. We went to a diner and we had eggs and then champagne. What'd you get? I got eggs benedict on yeah. potato pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah, it was good. And then the, they were like, do you have any champagne? And the waitress was like, we got Prosecco. Uh, and then they were like, that's good. And then they're like, we got married. And she was like, you got married? Oh, we got Prosecco. <laughs> All right. You <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, it's on. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's <laughs> 10 o'clock in Brooklyn. Let's do this. Is this like, Eddie Pepitone's restaurant? What was going on? <laughs> All right. Hiya, hiya, hiya. It was really like as New York as it gets. Everybody Aww. just sat, had a glass of Prosecco, cheers to them, and then had our breakfast in a diner. It was like, Beautiful. it was really good. It was a good what trip. What a kid. What a kid. He learned, he learned that there's things in the world that he doesn't understand. <laughs> and have you felt like a nicer closeness since that trip? I would think having that yeah. time together, like yeah. for, the, for like the next few days, it's like a sponge where you're just like, ah, oh, we had our special trip. We, we had yeah. a special trip. And he's at an age where I think it was really important for him. I think he saw... All of my so my best friend is Oliver, and he's been a he's his godfather. There's a reason that they brought us out. I mean, mm-hmm. they, those two are connected in a way that is so special. Like he was there when he was born. They just oh, have wow. always gotten along. Like they're like he is. He's his uncle Ollie, and it's like they forever are. T- they are. There's just something there. So I think he got to see both of us in a way that he doesn't always get to see us, and um, and everyone treated him like. Oh, this is, I mean, like, to, to everyone, this is his, this is Oliver's, like, one of his favorite beings in the entire world. Aww. So then it was, like, family members being, like, Wesley, Wesley. And then people who have met him but haven't seen him since he was yeah. little. So they were, like, I remember you when you were little and now you're big. And so He's for like, him, it, okay. was, it was really nice because he gets overshadowed <laughs> yeah. everywhere we go because he has identical twin sisters who have strawberry blonde hair and uh, electric blue eyes and they just walk around like oh hi you know and so everybody's like wait what you know they're like yeah. who are you yeah and, and, they shove and him aside they shove him aside and he's like but i'm a wonder kid okay you know like, <laughs> look at my jacket you know like, <laughs> so he doesn't get when he gets attention it's not usually the way he wants his attention but so <laughs> this way he got the attention the way he likes it yeah the way he deserves it the way as your as his mother, I'm sure the way you are delighted. Oh, to see so nice! Him soak that up. That's yeah, so great. It was I bet good. That was really a, a formative experience for him too. I think it was, and I think for both of us, like we just, it was really nice to just be together. Mm-hmm. Nobody else. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the thing I want to talk about today, I don't think I talked about it the last time we met, uh, is, um, okay, when I was a kid, (laughs) so I was an only child for the first, like, eight, ten years of my life, and um, and so I would always want my mom to come and play with me, and, and she wouldn't, and I remember as a kid feeling like, oh, man, I really want my mom to come and play Barbies with me or whatever, you know, Legos. And, and it's fine. I mean, I, I learned to play by myself and actually I learned over time to really enjoy being by myself. Did you want your parents to play with you? Did you? I don't remember. I had a brother when I was two and then we had another sister when I was four. So I don't, I'm sure I must have. I think yeah. that's a tr- universal truth of kids. Yeah. But I'm sure, but early on I had some kind of like playmate yeah, so, you know, I think yeah. when you're solo, I think there's a much bigger feeling of play with me, especially with your yeah. parents, because your parents really are your best friends. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't think I... I, don't, I had the same thing. My brother was born when I was four. And I don't know if it's the way my mom parented, but it, it was almost like, no, she doesn't play. Yeah. She doesn't play. So I have to play other I think with other things. I think also, too, like as parents now, there's, there is now way more of an emphasis on being, you know, like... A playmate and involved yeah. and in like the entertainer. I, the number of times I go to their fucking school is crazy. Like I'm like I feel like we're way <laughs> yeah. more involved yes. than yeah. was expected for our own raising. Yeah. That's a good point. My parents were like not at my school all the time. No, I mean my mom was a teacher, so she oh. was, but well, it didn't feel like she was. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so my three-year-old, he he and I are home together a lot alone and more so than anyone else i guess uh in the family and he's uh, he's home alone and he wants to watch tv all the time and i try to steer him away from that but so when he i'm like let's let's play or you should play he only wants to play if i'm playing with him right and i one i don't want to (laughs) I think that's all of them. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. And, and two. <laughs> I don't want to. And three. Okay. I don't want to. <laughs> some other stuff, but really, let's go back to one. That's really the heart of my argument. Well, yeah. 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 And two, I've got shit to do. Like, even though you're home, I still have to unload the dishwasher. Yeah. I still have to return that email. I still, there's so much stuff I have to do, and I can't do it later when your two brothers are here. Um, now is the time. Um, which is also why when he goes to school for three hours, I'm like, like, rush. Like, well, which is really like two and a half hours. Yeah. So I have two and a half hours to complete everything, including showering and everything. So when he's home and he's like, "Come, I want you to play with me. And now he's been starting because he's three. He's starting to whine. Um, so now he's like, play with me. And it's like a weird affectation. It's not a it's not real. He does it because it's a whine. Um, and so. I want to be present. So sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to play with you for a little while and then I'll go do some stuff. And I'm like, I feel very proud of myself. Like, okay, I'm being present. You're seeing yourself hit the pause button. You know what? My kid's more important. I'll do this right. in a second. I get it. Yeah. But Uh-oh. <laughs> he is not fun. <laughs> He is not fun to play with. And I don't know if that's because he's three, if that's because he has older brothers who are shitty to him when he tries to play with them, or if he is just not fun to play with. Mm -hmm. But when we try to play with each other, he bosses me so hard he tells me exactly what I should be doing. Even if he's like building something with Duplos, he expects me to get all the pieces and like have them on standby, like re- like, like ready for him. Like all the red ones need to be here. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, get me more small pieces. And like, oh. where are the, the small CEO pieces? He's like, okay. So he bosses me around. He tells me what to do. And then, like, even if, so, so I try, I'm an improviser, I'm fun, (laughs) I'm a playful adult, I'm not, I don't know, on the scale of, like, one to playful, I'm not super playful, but I'm I'm kind of playful. You have three boys in your house, you're plenty playful. Yeah, I'm also very tired and broken, Um, but, so I try to play with him, and I try to find ways that 
I would have fun playing. Like the other day we had a bunch of cars and I was like, oh, like we have this other thing where you can fold it down and it's like a semi truck that carries cars. And I was like, this is fun. Like I can drive, I can pretend to drive cars onto this thing and then drive that, that semi truck full of cars around. Like that sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. But every time I tried to like drive my car, he would smash my car with his car. And so I couldn't play. Because he would, he only wanted to play the way that he wanted to play, and it wasn't fun. And so that, so I, I'm really like up against. Like I want to play with him, I want to be present, but I don't like playing with him. He's not fun to play with. Uh, he bosses me around. I don't enjoy the way that he plays, and that's where I'm at. Are you? How, how, how are you feeling? What about it? How are you feeling? I mean, I feel it? bad. I feel bad about it. Why? I feel bad about it because I feel like I should be present and I feel like. Doesn't that mean you are present? Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like a monster because I'm like, I don't want to play with you. You play dumb. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're doing it wrong, which is really what he does to me. Right. That's you're the whole time I kept being like, you're playing with yourself. Mm-hmm. But isn't, I mean. <laughs> yeah, because he's like a control freak. He's like you. He's so type A. Bossy, Well, you're bossy, bossy, but in like, but look, I like playing with you. So there, he's going to be fine. He'll have people who want to play with fine. him. And also he's the little one and he's probably, I'm, I'm guessing when you're the little one in a house full of five. Yeah. He's at the bottom of the totem pole. Oh, yeah. So I bet playtime with mommy is like, he's like, ho, ho, get ready to be told exactly <laughs> oh, what. Oh, it uh, probably feels mommy, really good. Mommy, put on your shoes. Yes. Mommy, put on your shoes. We oh, have to yeah. go. I bet it feels good to be like, there's somebody who's actually doing what I'm telling oh, them to do. Totally. It's actually very cute because, he you know, when he wants me to play, he gets two pillows from the couch and he puts them on the floor because he knows I like to sort of lay on my tummy on a pillow. Oh, but see, he's doing that for you. But like, but he's not fun to play with you. Guys. <laughs> it's not fun. And, and so even when I'm like, I'm going to play for five minutes, I find myself, my brain kind of wandering. Ooh. And, and then my, I just start looking at my phone and then I start thinking about all the things that I should be doing because it is not an enjoyable yeah. experience to to be trying to play with him, I'm and then he sort of stops. He, yeah. he stops me, or he like literally won't let me. Or like, let's say we're building some, like we're building a tower out of blocks or whatever. He'll like make it fall down, or he'll be like, "No, not that way, this way." And so like, I can never do it right, and it's just it's so it's not it's just not fun. Oh, you know what? I bet you play great. Yeah. Thanks, Don't take this personally. You shouldn't. I bet you play great. And yeah. then part of me is like, should I be teaching him to play well? Like, he sucks to play with. So maybe, like, as his mom, I should be teaching him, like, you should be more fun to play with. <laughs> like, here's how to be more fun. Uh, I don't know. You, you, think it is like, you, you guys, you play for whatever, 10 minutes ago. Okay, that was great. Let's do notes. Um, <laughs> I really liked how you got me the pillow. I thought yeah. that was really fun. Yeah. Uh, I thought you have so many great uh, cars and trucks. Chris, that's my job. I know. That's literally my job. I know. So, okay, uh, like, I really liked... Um, <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to give a positive one first. Okay. I'm going to challenge you in the future <laughs> uh, just to <laughs> yes and the way I like to drive a car oh, a little bit more. You... That's so hard. You have to just sit in that and just take it. 
Well, and, but so I kind of don't. At I some know. point, I'm just like, mm. and if I'm looking at my phone, he's like, <laughs> and then I feel like a total shithead. So I had to do this for my job. Like I used to, so I used to be a uh, therapist. So I was a creative arts therapist and I worked with kids. And, Art? Uh, I drama. So oh. role, story. So a lot of it was like sand tray or same kind of thing. Let's play. Did you say sand tray? Yeah. So like a tray of sand. Oh. And then you're like, let's pick some things. Let's <laughs> tell a story. And then they like set up the world and then you kind of guide them through it. Uh, and they've, all the kids that I worked with in the, in when I worked with kids, they had all been kids who had been traumatized or had witnessed trauma, which was traumatizing. But so with kids that age, you can't, they don't have the ability to, they don't have the insight. Mm-hmm. And so you can be like, how do you feel? Or fine. But when you sit and go through it, they're kind of working stuff out. It still There's exists. There's distance. There's a projective space where it's it's safer they, and they can kind of address it, but it doesn't hurt and they don't really know how they're experiencing it, but they can kind of play with some of those feelings. Hmm. So there were plenty of times, though, where I'd be with someone and they would be playing and I was like, I don't want to play with you. <laughs> I don't want to tell the story again and again and again oh, and again and again wait, and again. You and again. were like that? Me as a therapist because we're human beings and there's and times it, where you, I mean, I am great at this. I have a master's in it. Because of what they were, because what they were doing was well, telling you trauma some, and it was upsetting? No, no, no. Oh, that oh, I can oh. sit with all day long. Mm, oh. But sometimes when a kid, the way they want to play, it's just, it's like anything. You go yeah. to a, bank and there's a person and the way they talk is so slow it just hits you in a oh, place yeah. where you're like stop just fucking talk normal yeah. and kids are people too and yeah. sometimes they do things and it gets under your skin and you're just stuck with it so my point of it is though is that the biggest part of it is is the fact that you're playing with him yeah, yeah. and you're really creating the front line like if you think about what our kids are going to be like after a couple of years of this, like they'll be yeah. better communicating. But like this is this might be for him, unfortunately. Yeah, you're the test dummy for yes. what's yeah. it like for it's me to talk to people. It's true. I think I could just say whatever I want and walk wherever I want. And yeah. like you're teaching him, like oh, content. Content's important too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's he's getting that time with you, just like with Wes. Wes got that time with me in the hotel. This is his time with you. Yeah, and it's important for him. It sucks for you right now, but yeah, your your feelings are totally valid. Thank you. That's part of what I'm saying when I said, yeah. like, I've played with kids and sometimes it sucks. Like, it's not always just like, this is actually kind of fun and it makes me yeah. feel youthful. No, there's times where you're like, I don't want to actually do that. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that. And I don't want to do this game where you make me do this for you. But and, there's something yeah. really important that's happening there. And I think you touched on it, which is the like control. He doesn't get control, and he's getting control, and yeah, that probably right. does bother you because you love to have control. I do. So why wouldn't that be like no? And what? even when I'm playing <laughs> like, in improv, yeah. there's a rule in place. Yes, that you have to be accepting. You have to say yes. <laughs> there's hard. control built into that. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's all kind of there, but. What you're doing is awesome. All right. You're giving him that time. Well, I mean, keep doing it then. Keep doing it. He's eventually going to change. He'll start shifting, and maybe you'll like what he plays the next time. You never know, because that's what happens too. Is they play the same game over and over, and then they get over that game and they move to something new. Yeah. And you might like the new game. Yeah. Although or or you can play the sleep game, <laughs> where you sleep and he tries to find ways to wake you up. Ooh. What if he's very good at that game? That wouldn't. That, that <laughs> that's not true. Be. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What, you what got. If it's, 
You can find games though. You can be really strategic about. Well, like, also he's three, so any my game that game? we do find that's like fun, he wants to do it over and over and yeah, over and rub over. Rub my feet game. <laughs> Draw the oh. alphabet on my feet. <laughs> All right, I'll try that. That's a yeah, good one. You know, it's a fun one. Gently walk on mommy's back that's while she closes her eyes. Yeah, that's that a that great game. Like a good game. That's Gentle. a really great game. How slow. How long can it take for you to walk from the mommy's, the like the base, like just above mommy's butt, like the small of my back, up oh, to my wait. right shoulder, and then gently over to the yeah. left, and then back down? Can yep. it take 10 minutes? Yep. Can you brush mommy's hair? Yeah, I was thinking that. I want to play the brush mommy's hair You should get a basket game. of bows and a brush, and then you say, how many bows can you put in my hair? And then just let him brush your hair, and he'll put little bows in, get the little... Thing, you know the little like wire thing that you put on the top of your head? Get that and be like, I'm an alien. Make me an alien. Where he's like massaging your head. That's not bad. Yeah. So like, you know. This is good. This got is some ideas. Good ideas. Yeah. Thank you. Shark Tank. We should put together a... Shark Tank. <laughs> Hello, sharks. I hate my playing with my boy. <laughs> Do you play like this with your other kids? Did you? Um, you must have been. I think a part of this too has got to be. This is your third time yeah. through, so there's that's right. part of it too. The novelty. My mm. six year old was very um, like uh, independent. My middle kid, he could sit and read a book. He could play by himself. Like he was happy doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because he had a brother that was twenty months older, and right. he was always in a space. So when he was alone, he was like, "This is great." Um, so I didn't really have to play with him. <laughs> um, and then the oldest, I probably did play with him a little bit just because he was my oldest. Yeah, and I mean, I, the oldest. And I was like, like, I guess I just have to 24 7 be in your face. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> this is the color green. Green. Exactly. This is the color white. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Well, and you're thinking of like, every park. You know, you're, yeah. you're like, it's your first time out. You're like, oh boy, we got a stroller and we got a waterproof <laughs> bag and this thing you put on a restaurant the, yeah. on the table to keep oh, your. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, by the time you get to your third kid, you're like, I just want to load the dishwasher. <laughs> Can you bring him a martini? <laughs> <laughs> Vodka. He does not care for gin. It makes him a little violent. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I know. It's not a true martini. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Chris, so tell us, yes, what ma'am. has broken you well mine's not a happy story but that's we'll, just we'll, fine we'll find some jokes in there um <laughs> it's more about is it okay to be like birthy it's it's old it's an older you can story. talk about anything you want it can be old great uh the second pregnancy for our younger daughter uh my wife found out she had something called placenta previa oh yeah, yeah you know about all this one and they weren't sure if it was going to become but a creta. For oh, for people the, for the who list, don't know, for the at-home listener, you've already googled it, I'm sure. Placenta uh, <laughs> previa. I guess there are different stages of of this type of condition, and this is the middle one called placenta previa. It's when the placenta, I guess, during pregnancy, uh, during a normal pregnancy, after the birth, the placenta is supposed to detach and then come out uh, after the baby. With previa, the placenta kind of grows and actually sort of attaches to the inside of the mother's body. And the worst case scenario is it becomes then something called the placenta accreta, where the placenta starts growing 
into the mother's organs. It's oh not supposed to do that. Oh, my God. I'm glad you explained that because I did not know what that was. I thought it was that the placenta sat between, like, between the, it, like, blocked the baby from coming out. That's uh, what I thought it was. There could be some, there might be some portion of that. The way, oh this God. is the way it's explained, explained to no me. I have no idea it was what you just said. That's I guess crazy. it's one of the, it's one of the ways that, like, I mean, we we obviously dealt with it now, but I sort of back in olden times, this this was one of the scenarios where like you hear about uh, during pregnancy, a mom like bleeding out during birth. The danger is because because if it grows into these other organs, then obviously it won't detach. Right. And so you um, a woman can or have anybody, like, but it's just women who have uh, placentas. Uh, it can bleed out in a matter of minutes. Oh mm. wow! It's so it's not just that it's stuck in there and you'll get toxic. You, I, I bet you, if you live that long, that could happen. But I think it's really about rapid, massive oh, blood loss. Yikes! Yeah. So we found that out earlier on, and so as a condition of that, every once in a while she started having bleeds, <gasps> which were just random, spontaneous. Oh, that's so scary! It's terrifying. And at the time, uh, we lived just far enough away from our hospital where it was one night. It's probably like 10 or 11. She'd had a couple before, but she had a serious bleed and we were at home. It happened to be when my mother, her mom, my mother-in-law was visiting. So she was able to just turn to us and be and say, go, go right oh, now. Oh, that's good. You don't so have to worry great. about your older You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And at this point, my older daughter is probably, we were aiming for them to be two years apart uh, but we had a lot of trouble getting pregnant the first time. We expected something similar the second time. None. <laughs> first time out, friends. <laughs> Boom. So they ended up being closer to like 18 months apart. So my young, older daughter's close to 18 months at this point. So we go to the hospital, and it's terrifying. We're in the valley. If you know sort of the Los Angeles area, we're in the valley. You have to go over this giant mountainous thing to get to Cedar sinai which is the hospital we're at. And... Fortunately, it's the middle of the night, so it only took about 20, 25 minutes. So, you know, we get there, everything's fine-ish. But the doctors said, because you live so far away, if one of these bleeds happens and, God forbid, there's rush hour, <gasps> there there could be some real problems. So she was... That is so terrifying. Yeah, it's <laughs> really upsetting. So she was... They said, you're not going home. So oh, this no. was at 20... She'd had bleeds for a little while, and then at this point, I think she'll, I'm sure to correct me, I think we were at like 24, 25 weeks. Right. Because the baby's viable at that point. Yeah. Right. And so they said, you're here for the 40. You're not going home. Yeah. Oh, it's shit. It's super. And you've got a baby at got home. got a baby at home. Amanda here lived at the hospital for a long time. I went at 24 weeks, too. You did? And I had Wes at home. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was really hard. Yeah, it's deeply upsetting. Yeah, but was she? She was on bed rest. She was on bed rest oh. in the hospital. I mean, it's the bed. The, the hard thing is. Oh, it's so hard. It's the, the only reason it's I think tolerable is because God forbid something happens, you you're are there. you are exactly where you need to you're be. There. That's why it's there. And mm-hmm. because but I also could prep for it. I prepped for it. They warned me, oh, so yeah. I right. can't imagine not <clears throat> being able to prep for it. And then they're like, nope. 
you're, you're not leaving. Yeah, and so then it's dumb. Oh dumb. my god! Oh my god! I just <gasps> that's so stressful, yeah, Amanda. Just really quick, go for as it. As a woman who's been old. through pregnancy, yes. just knowing all the stuff no. that you intend on getting done in those yes. final weeks that and, you're and saving your baby's home and your your baby is, is at home. Oh my god. Oh my god, what a fucking nightmare. It's super stressful. Oh my god. The coincidentally when it happened, uh there was something going on in LA. I don't know if it was smallpox, there was some Oh, was child, it the measles outbreak? Something or? like that. This was in 2010, I don't remember exactly. Oh. But, but there was some kid related flu, something or other. So children were not allowed Oh no uh, in into the hospital. No, right. Oh no. For the first I think two weeks, <laughs> which is again compared to how long it could have been. Good. Right? Yeah, but but oh. she, I mean, so she was in this weird, isolated, and fortunately, again, like I said, like her mom was here, and then we just immediately kicked in a thing where either her mom or my mom would come, and we weren't able to have support the whole time, but we found a babysitter. Yep. You know, but like everybody kind of like helped oh. that and stuff. That was great. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so she couldn't see Lucy for two weeks probably. And I think that was really when she kind of lost it the most. Yeah. I mean, but, and also, you know, you're, she doesn't like uh, air conditioning. It just freaks her out. And you, you know, the hospital, you can't, you know, you can't open windows. So right. she was really in this weird, isolated and yeah. it wasn't until oh, and she couldn't it's also outside. hard because it's your second baby <clears throat> and you haven't had the baby so it's not a fully realized thing and you, you have the first one and there's so many thoughts about having another baby that are already at play where you're like did I make the right decision do I feel like what is this going to do to this baby right, there's a lot of guilt I have all this and we stuff about your first... we were a little older too so yeah. I'm sure that's a, the factor that maybe if you're in your 20s you don't think about but we were 36 oh. when we had our first kid so she's 38 now having yeah. the second one so I, I can only imagine that comes into play as well oh. just worried. in what way well am I is my body too old to have oh. this baby mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like be, as you as you get older like totally. pregnancy you know it's so much it's harder to get pregnant um so then we got Lucy which is great her her parents are lovely people <laughs> When they come to visit in general, sometimes they like to vanish for a while, which is fine because they want to be on vacation. However, given the circumstances, it was very much like, okay. Yeah. So they happen to be in town for this break. So they come, the the, the moment they get in, they come see her at the hospital. And my father-in-law has a hard time tolerating discomfort in his kid, which I get. I'm sure I I can't even imagine what I'm going to be like if my kids go through something like this. Mm -hmm. But like he sees my wife in the hospital bed and he comes in and gives her a playful slap on the face. He goes like, come on champ, cheer up. Oh Jesus. Yeah. And I remember being like, Oh, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Cause you know, emotionally you're just in already a very yeah. delicate, fragile state. Yes. You know, we don't need good fellas. Hey buddy boy. Oh, no, yeah. you don't need that then. Oh yeah. No. I was just like, Whoa. Uh-huh. So the next day, the, was so fragile. I mean, just being so, pregnant alone. So, yes. All of, it, all of it. So the next day, they're supposed to come over. They're staying at a hotel. They're going to come over in the morning and take our 18-month-old so I can go to the hospital and be with my wife. They ghost. No. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't answer phone what? calls, texts. They just did, did their own thing. 
and then around, yeah. <laughs> For the home listener, they're staring at each other in disbelief. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. They showed up around lunchtime. What? Sort of like, hey, what's going on? <gasps> like, we're not going to Disneyland. You're supposed to, your daughter's in the hospital and you with your other granddaughter. So that's fun. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry because it's making for bad radio. We're not saying anything. We're not saying anything. But, oh my. It's upsetting, right? Wow. And I think, again, it's. I think it speaks to how difficult the, those emotions are. Okay. I think. That it was so that's upsetting. Guys, making, the benefit of the doubt. Guys, we're making lemonade here. We're making lemonade. That it was that They're upsetting human. to see their daughter like that, that they had to kind of disconnect. Yes. And and disassociate. Sleep in. Do some antiquing. I don't know. No, something. No. I don't know. Oh no. Um, are they baby boomers? Why do you ask? They are. <laughs> they are younger. Yeah, they had uh, Sarah when they were. They had her older brother, who was like two or three years older, right when they were eighteen. So they're, Wait, but are they baby boomers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're part of the me generation. Yeah. There's a pattern of behavior that sometimes is what, what consistent you, with members of the generation. That could that be. Seen. That could be. Yeah. They're millennials. Does that help? No, they're not millennials. No, I know. I'm just trying to think, <laughs> about, think on their phone all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there could be some of that going on. I think, uh, yeah, it's just, and also I'm sure to them, they're like, it's just another visit. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay, so. How did you not lose your mind? How I did you lost not, my mind. Yeah, I did you did. shout at them when they came? No, I haven't really ever really yelled at them. Uh, no, because I knew I needed them. Yeah. I really needed them. And I think emotionally I was so, like that thing, like the image, like the stretched out rubber band. I was so like fried yeah. that I was like, I so badly need you to take this kid so I can go be with her, yeah. with my wife. Um, oh, and then so you just had your eye on the prize. Eyes on the prize. She ended up having a really terrifying bleed at 37 weeks. So yeah, so so she was in there then for like, but she's supposed to be there for four. Oh no, sorry, 33 weeks. Wow. My mistake. So at 33 weeks, she had another really serious bleed, and the doctor's like, we're, we're delivering this baby right now. Oh. Yeah. So they did, and fortunately, everything was fine. But in that, I'm, I'm jumping ahead to relieve some of the tension. Uh, <laughs> when you go in for that procedure, I guess oncologists are the best physical surgeons that's like cancer. What like are, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, so it's like somebody. I, I. I. I'm sure if you're a medical professional, I'm ruining everything right now. <laughs> uh, but what, the way it was described to me was that like surgeons, specifically who have to deal with like I don't know, like two, yeah, removal yeah. tumors and stuff. Those oh. are the proficient, most proficient surgeons. That yeah. makes sense. So their their job is to get tumors that ad, are yeah. like adhesions. Find things um, in the body and get uh, rid of them. Okay, yeah. So with the first birth, there were, I don't know, I mean, how many people are in a... Uh, my wife had a C-section the first time, so it was f- f- uh, almost the same room. Very familiar setting. About six people. Six people, probably. This second one, they, you know, the dad waits outside first, and they make you put on the spacesuit and yep. everything, and then they get everything ready, and then they bring you in. When I got in there, there were between, like, 20 and 30 people. In yeah. There. So you just know 
it's Whoa. way different. Yeah, and it's two rows deep across the wall. You know, there's all the people because yep. most of the people are there in case. Right. The oncology team is there in case they have to jump in. Yeah. There's all kinds of department because this is an unusual quality. And also uh, premature. Yes. So then you also have the NICU people yeah. there, too. The right. NIC, the NICU team is ready to go, <laughs> as well as students, people watching. Yes. You know, oh, God. Say, yeah. So it's... <laughs> So you just know physically when you walk in the room and go, oh, this is very different. Yeah, that's a big deal. So, and we're just waiting. Oh, man. And I'm terrified because in the back of my head, I'm like, she might die. Yeah. The baby might die. They Like, it's just, you know, so it's just so upsetting. Mm. Um, and then, so they do the birth. And basically what we, what's going to explain to me is after the baby delivers, there's going to be a short amount of time. And then we will know. There'll be like a pause, and then we'll know whether or not. Because we're basically we'll know who lives. Well, we're basically waiting to see whether or not placenta detaches. And I'm <gasps> sure I'm assuming it's somebody with a stopwatch, like at a swim race, just going, "Okay, baby's out." I don't know how long we wait, but we wait a certain amount of time, and if nothing happens, then we go. Well, <sighs> yeah, it's it's. Well, just, but it's a C-section. It's a C-section. So it's not like the. I, I mean, know. aren't they getting it all they, out? Uh, but they're. Uh, I, that makes total sense to me. Like manually, they're just like, well, we'll take I that think too. So. Because what happened is, is they take the baby out and now we're waiting and now we're waiting. And then all of a sudden I hear kind of like a, ah, sound. Great. That sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. And then I just hear from behind, cause you know, the, the curtain mm-hmm. up kind of between, yeah. so I'm sitting at my wife's head and they go, you don't want to see all that. They don't want me to. No, see no, no. That. At one point, the doctor is like, "Do you want to take a picture?" So, like, I took a picture <gasps> with my camera, yeah. but I can't tell what it is. Yep. Thank God, I can't yeah. tell what it is. <laughs> oh gosh, because that's not that's. I don't no. think unless you're, I think you're a specialist. I don't yeah. think anybody wants to understand the human body in that way. No, no. not of your loved one. Th- that's. I don't, my... like, don't want to see a body, much less the person I love. Exactly. Yeah, they the talk most. about having a clear drape so you can see it. Uh, personally, I would lose. I would have an anxiety attack and freak out because. Yeah. It's, I don't think looking at somebody cutting me, pulling, <gasps> no, I no, can't, no. I couldn't. I've I heard couldn't. Oh, seeing yourself? Oh, I, oh. God, why? I had to get stitches oh. when I was a kid, yeah. and the doctor in my, in my head, and the doctor was like, "You, I can, I can get a mirror, and I was like, <laughs> get out of here. So I can watch you sew my head shut? <laughs> That's a hard pass. No, no, thank you. I'm good. I don't want to, why do you want to? I can already hear what's happening. I don't need to see it. I'm at, I'm sitting at ground zero. I know exactly what's happening because yeah. I can feel the stitch pull in yep. my head. Yep. And that's how it feels when you're getting a C-section. You are numb, but you know stuff's yeah, going on. You can, on. You can feel, feel things I felt moving. I they pulled Benny. I was like, oh, here comes Benny. Oh, mm. yeah. Because it's like. Yeah, there's there's pressure. Yeah. And things. I've heard people say like, "Oh, I accidentally looked over the curtain when my wife is getting a C-section," and they're like, "I can't unsee it." No, <laughs> no, no. It's no. so the good news is they breathe that sigh of relief, oh, and good. and then it's very strange because then all the onlookers, not onlookers, it makes them sound like creeps. <laughs> all, uh, the, all the all the gacker blockers, yeah. So they all kind of like shake hands and kind of go, right, and so they leave. <laughs> And it's very because then you're still there with the NICU team, yep. Because they've got yeah. shit to do, and it took a second, but right. they, everything was fine. Um, but it's terrifying, and you live for months, basically going, "Well, this is a possibility." This, you know, you live with each yes. one of those, yeah. yes. And then it's over, yes, by a calendar. The calendar says, "Well, it yes. didn't happen, yes." But it's not over. No. 
And it's different for my wife than it is for me. And I'm so glad, like, my daughter has no sense of envy, yes. which is oh, good. fucking great. Um, but, like, so then we were in the NICU for three weeks, which, oh, is, which is, but that's shorter than it was supposed yeah. to be. And again, that first kid, second kid, like, once we knew, we got out to the NICU. And if you've ever been there, it's very quiet. It's very serene. Were you in there too? Oh, yeah. yeah. How long? Four and six weeks. Okay. The girls were in. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How was it? Uh, it's, uh, I compare it to airplanes. Uh, there's noises and things happen and you don't know if you should freak out about them. But you look at the NICU nurses. Yes. If they are calm, you're okay. Oh, like, if like they the all airplane? go running, 100%. you know there's something terrible happening. <gasps> yeah. So you look at them like the flight attendant. Yes. If they freak out about the turbulence. When they keep sounding the drinks out, you're like, we're okay. This is okay. We're all okay. Because the noises in there is like, beep, 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 beep. And yeah. there's like God. tiny little babies. But then they're just like, they walk over and just hit a button and you're like, oh, that's not anything. Yeah. But then there's other times <laughs> yeah, where they go like, oh. running and you're like, ooh, or like it's the same thing to when the flight attendant straps in. You know, okay. you're like, oh no, and we should all worry because they're sitting in strapped in. You yeah. know, like there's a... Yeah, 100%. I've, although I would say in the NICU, you're looking at them like they are the doctors just because yes. they're with those kids. They're heroes. All the time. All the time. All the time. And they, all they do is just oh. go from baby to baby and love those babies. They love them. They yeah. love them. I remember my NICU nurse, uh, or their NICU nurse, who felt like my NICU nurse. <laughs> yeah, you have a connection <laughs> with yeah, those people. Yeah, you do. I mean, you go in and you're like, hi. Uh, she was like, make sure you always brush their hair. <laughs> so when what? I don't, I'm like, oh, God, I let Joan down. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it when I brush their hair. Oh, my gosh. She was like, make sure you always... She just... Why did she say that? I don't know. I don't know. There's just something... <laughs> They didn't even have That's why your mom always brushes their hair. She's like, I'm doing what she told me. Joan told me. Mm -hmm. No, but you do. You like, listen, what they say is so, like, they know. And when they're so little and new like that, it's different. You don't, it's like a, it's terrifying. And you trust them to help you learn how to do it. Right. You're in the wilderness. Yeah. Deep wilderness. But you feel like, I don't know about you, like, you don't feel lost. You Mm -hmm. feel like. I have an expert here. Yes. If I don't listen to them, things could maybe go wrong. Yeah. But I yeah. feel safe. I like feel, I've, Oh, safe. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know about you, but like you, I, I couldn't help but like look at my babies compared to how other kids yes. were there. And I was like, oh, compared to other kids, she seems bigger. Yes. She seems closer to getting out of here than some. Yes. Like the micro preemies or yeah. like a pound, pound and a half, little tiny, tiny babies. And the things they can do, and those babies grow, and they get bigger, and they do just fine, and it's like um, it's mind blowing. Yeah. But then you you see that, and then you look at your baby, and you go, okay, you let's do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, it's 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 also I think different second baby than first baby. If, I feel like if, if if Nikki was my first baby, I'd be yeah. like, why would we ever do this again? Uh, why would yeah. we, oh, mm-hmm. I, my wife wanted to have a third one? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> she was talking about having yeah. a third one while we were going through all this nonsense with the second one. Yeah. And my, and her her OB was just like, the fuck is wrong with you? She wanted a normal experience. Or oh, a, maybe you know, it was she that? Wanted, she wanted, uh, I think she wants, because it's girls, and she really wanted to have a girl, uh-huh. and then uh-huh. she always really wanted to have a sister. So I think once both of those were achieved, I think she was thinking like, well, maybe they could have like a brother. Oh, okay. or just, I think she also <laughs> kind of was just thinking like more um, love. I wanted another yeah, baby yeah. after the girls because I wanted... I wanted wanted a normal experience. And my doctor was like, I could see you having another one because this was so traumatic. Yeah. 
and the idea of like doing it and having it be non-traumatic i mean because there really is no normal Mm -hmm. but like a non-traumatic experience i could see why you might want that because you got kind of that got taken from you of course and i was like yep and then she was like your chances of having twins again is uh giant and i was like I don't need another experience. <laughs> oh my god! I'm good. <laughs> Can you? That was enough. <laughs> full, totally full. House, <laughs> house full of love. House full so of love. Much love. So good. So much love. So good. Uh, the NICU is difficult, but it gives us give you a chance to kind of reconnect with the older kid because Sarah didn't get to have time with her. Yeah. Uh, and like, it's weird because I feel like normally the stories on this show are more sort of like. A little more present day, a little more like this is well, that's that, that's my interpretation of it. But this one is <laughs> That's your opinion. I mean, well, guys, I've read the reviews. Uh, and I, I so I know that this is a little older and a little more deviant, but I feel like it so informs all of my experience now with them because I yeah. kind of feel like we've been at that place. Yeah. So to me, I'm just sort of like I, mean, I can't help but there are times I just look at the younger one and just be like, I just can't believe you're fucking here. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think, I always think the reason I can handle them, the reason I can put up with how absolutely insane they can be is, it is because crazy. we work it is, so hard to yeah. get them here that uh, I am so thankful mm-hmm. that they're here yeah. that I can, I can, I take it. Like, I, yeah. I have so much more patience because of all of that, like you have to have patience. It teaches you that, and it's just so hard. I think that's the only lesson we get for the rest of our lives with them is just, oh, 18? You thought it was done when they're 18? Oh, no. Oh, somebody's going to get married in Aruba, buddy. You got... Oh. There's. I feel like there's so much coming our way that we don't even know. You're right. I mean, in a good way, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, probably. The people who are listening with like eighteen year olds, are like, huh? Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Like I was saying at the beginning, like you people say, like, uh, like they were talking about having being a father of daughters. Like it wasn't when they were six; it was when they're like thirteen, fourteen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fifteen, I know, I sixteen. I and I look at my wife. Like my wife was a hellraiser when she was a kid. I was not. I'm a big dumb nerd, so I don't even know what's coming my way. Yeah. Like, Your wife was a hellraiser. She, uh, I just told the story She's the like other a day. Sneaking out of the house, kind of. She was the. My parents are out of town. Throw a giant party for my whole high school. Yeah. Cops show up. Yeah. Kids Ooh. jumping out the window. Yeah. She and a friend are praying in the closet to Jesus to somehow save them. <laughs> while the oh, cops. She is fun. She's awesome. Yeah. The cops are going. The cops are doing a room to room search. Can't find anybody because <laughs> all the children have jumped out the window. Oh, yeah. I was in that closet. Were you? I was in that closet. I was like, drink this. Put a penny under your tongue. They won't, it will, you'll be fine. Put a penny under your tongue. That's what we told each other. If you get caught by the cops, put a penny under your tongue and you will pass a breathalyzer. So we were all like, oh, cool. (laughs) That's so dumb. What? Science works. (laughs) Oh, the natural (laughs) copper in Lincoln's face will. So dumb. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just what? drink this bottle of schnapps. I'm sure I'm not drunk. I got a $20 bill in my mouth. Boons. That's all. It's fine. Just drink some booze. I'm not drunk, but I'm full of bacteria. <laughs> so gross. So gross. Oh, my God. Chris, is there anything that you would like to promote? 
Uh, uh, Night, Night Squad is wrapping up on Nickelodeon. Nice. Oh, my episode. When is this? Ep- when does this drop? This will probably come out in a few weeks. Oh, then uh, the episode that I wrote just aired, and ah. you guys, you loved it. It was so fun. <laughs> Tom Lennon was a special <gasps> guest star I on. Love that guy. He's the best. Uh, Tom. Uh, weirdly enough, went to college or not to college, went elementary school with my wife. They we have oh, some weird, what? and then I knew him separately. Yeah, there's lots of the weird world connections is so between. Small. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, uh, you can if you want. You can see me on uh, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Mr. Chris Tallman. Excellent, Thank and you. of course, watch your show on uh, Nickelodeon. It's called Night Squad. Oh yeah. Oh, Thundermans? Thundermans. Thundermans still, yeah, it's, it's, we're done making it, but they're oh. still, oh, they'll run it. Oh, they'll <laughs> run it as much as they want. Yeah, Thundermans, yeah. That's on Disney. No, that's on Nickelodeon. It's on Nickelodeon. The people who made Thundermans then started making Night Squad. Oh. We, we finished Thundermans, oh. and then we went I'm into I'm so sorry. That's okay. You only have boys. I can't imagine why they'd watch a show about superheroes. <laughs> Uh, but these are like I love cats, boys, and like I want to have a catacorn party and wear a tutu, boys. So yeah, we're not really a superhero ever situation. You guys haven't seen Captain Marvel? Not yet. Okay, ladies, got to get on that. I yeah. mean, we got sequin jacket over here, and we got you know cat party over here. It's so. fun. We're just talking about fun, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking about a, a, a love of I adventure. See okay, Marvel. again, I can't play with a three year old. I've already established I can't have fun. <laughs> I had a very serious high school situation. Apparently. I'm very serious and dour. Serious. Um, Chris, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. My absolute pleasure. You are you are doing a great job. Thank you. You are. It's in true. general. You mean just in life? Well, I meant with your kids, but oh, yeah, thanks. also with trying, man. In general. Yeah, I, do, you, I don't, do you guys use your kids as barometer? That is my one hundred percent. Like I look at them and go, if they're you said that before, if they're doing okay, everything's good. Yeah, that is that is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and Amanda, you are. Absolutely doing a great job. You need to you need to take that in this week and like pat yourself on the back. I'm not gonna give you advice, but I would I would really strongly challenge you to um to like just take it in and and, and that was I mean, there's a callback to teaching improv. <laughs> hey man, to take the note. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yes, and I will. <laughs> Ooh. Your son went to a, a cocktail improv. party. <laughs> He, I'm he a robot. Tried Let's everything. dig a ditch. Oh, Let's dig a oh, ditch. so much ditch digging yeah. and improv. I know. Scenes. They're always like, "Oh, we're a group. We'll dig a ditch." Mm-hmm. And as a teacher, I have to say, always terrible object work in terms of that shovel. Uh, not what I just did, though. Oh, Mine was that was beautiful. Clearly that was beautiful. from Home Depot. Perfect. Um. Oh, what? Oh, look oh. at he. He's 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 I'm, um I'm grinding drilling, I'm a, drilling a hole. hole. I'm drilling a hole for ice fishing. Yes, you are. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, but he's doing oh. it manually. That's weird. How old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. well, Twin Cities isn't that what you guys do? <laughs> yes, but they all have elect, like a, I think they all have like electric gas power. Getting pretty soft up there in the Twin <laughs> Cities. <laughs> what happens when you run out of gas? And then you just do what Chris just mimed. Yeah. You're right. So, Betsy, you're doing a great job. Mm, thank you. You're doing, they say, the Lord's work, I think. I, yeah. Yeah, pretty much the Lord's work. You're playing the Lord's game. Yeah. 
Wait a minute. No, I don't think so. What? <laughs> I think that's something else. Uh, look back there. There's the one, one set of footprints. Uh, that's where yeah. Jesus <laughs> played with Odie. Oh, boy. I think. I don't know. I think I've wrapped up the whole show. Yep, just there did you a go. nice little bow right there. There it is. Hey, if you like the show, please subscribe. And, you know, it's a free show. So a way that you can pay us is to rate it and review it. Yep. And if you like it, uh, make sure to tell your friends about it. Tell everybody, mm-hmm. especially tell your mom group. Mm-hmm. Please follow us on Twitter at Mommy Drinks Show and on Instagram at Why Mommy Drinks Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Yeah, join our Facebook group. We have a great Facebook group, That's My right. Mommy Drinks. That's right. It's a whole community of listeners. It's super fun. It's super supportive. Also, send us your parenting nightmares. Send us your shit shows. Email them to us at whymommydrinkspodcast at gmail.com. And you can leave a message on our hotline. Uh, copy with your shit show 424-279-884 uh, Copy with, with your shit show 424-279-884 Well, you know, if you find yourself uh, laying in on the floor of your living room thinking, I don't want to fucking play with you uh, or you realize that the hardest part of parenting uh, was before they were born or when they were born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you are finding that there's going to be a lot of really hard discussions that are about to occur. <laughs> and this is just the beginning. Know that, you know what? You're doing a great job. Yeah. I think sometimes part of parenting isn't fun. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You are. You did a great job, but you weren't not enjoying it. I think that's a lot of it. You, you're not <laughs> you're going to enjoy totally right. some yeah. of the great moments. We do not care for. Why mommy drinks? Campfire.